Well, everybody, the NFL season is officially over. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the 2020-2021 NFL champions. Super Bowl didn't really live up to the best expectations. I mean, the Chiefs kind of got blown out. I thought that it was going to be a super close game. I'm sure that Swank did as well. Speaking of Swank, how are you today, buddy? I'm doing all right, man. I, I, I bet like five different bets in the Super Bowl, and I lost every single one of them. I got my, my, my guess was wrong, too. I have the Chiefs. Um, other than that, though, you know, pretty normal day. I'm doing pretty good. And as you guys know, if you listened to the last episode, me and Swank got a little wager. $10, you know, big money, huge money on who's going to win the Super Bowl. Of course, I went with the Bucks because you never bet against Brady in the playoffs. And he went with the Chiefs. So I'm at my friend's house and we're watching the game. And then all of a sudden I hear my phone ding right in the middle of the third quarter after the Bucks scored another touchdown. All I see is just Ryan Swantowski has Venmoed you $10. Don't never bet against Brady. That was awesome. Awesome. <laughs> but yeah, do you want to go over our Super Bowl bets that we had? Because I had a few hit. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. I got the coin toss, right? I had heads. He had tails. Coin toss winner, though. Who got that? We both had the Bucks. Didn't the Chiefs get it? The Chiefs got it, and they deferred. Yeah. But then, team to first call timeout, I got that right with the Bucks. And you had the penalty right. I know. Game offsides. I thought it was going to be a false start, but here's the thing. Did you bet it? I was going to bet it, and it was not on the site that I bet on. So that was tough. But I also bet on – I did $10 to Tails, and that missed. So – and then once we get into the Gatorade color, I bet – or that's next. So my Gatorade color I bet on was red. Bet $10 on that, and that didn't happen either. So I'm absolutely fuming at the Gatorade because I said that it was blue, which it was blue. I got it right. Plus 750 odds. If I bet 10 bucks, I won $75. My site did not have the Gatorade bet on it. And you know that I was going to place blue right away. I went off everything on the show. I was pissed that I didn't get that. That would have been massive. But then also the length of the national anthem, we both were wrong. We had the under. Well, they took that prop away. Did you see that video? No, they took it away because of that. Dude, you didn't see the video that went viral? I did of the person timing it. Yeah, so they took it away. Oh, that's bad. All right, and then will scoring drive be shorter than the national anthem? We both said yes. I'm 99% sure that that hit. I don't think that hit, dog. Really? I don't think I don't think that I don't think that happened. Oh, actually actually maybe. Yeah, I think it did. And then the puppy bowl winner, I sadly got it wrong. You got that one right. Team rough, baby. Team rough all the way. Let's go. But then Super Bowl winner, of course I picked the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you picked the Kansas City Chiefs. And I got the Super Bowl MVP right in Tom Brady. Because, I mean, if the Bucs were going to win, come on now. It was Brady. I would have loved to see Gronk win it, though. Would have loved to see it. But, of course, it's going to be Brady. I And now I honestly just want to talk about a recap of the regular season, of the whole season. It's, it's kind of sad that we have to do this now instead of talking about what games next week. No more football till, till September. But also what was this weekend? The NFL Awards. Let's talk about it. MVP Aaron Rodgers, you hate to see it. And I have a snub, and you do as well. What's our snub, Ryan? Our snub is, I feel like a lot of people agreed with our snub. TJ Watt for Defensive Player of the Year is our is our snub. Oh, my God, that's horrible. Aaron Donald just won. I mean, Aaron Donald, don't get me wrong. Aaron Donald played great this year, but TJ Watt just played better. There's no other way of saying it. Another snub? What do you think about Justin Jefferson and Herbert, even though Herbert won? Um, dude, that's just a tough situation. We, we mentioned this um, on a previous episode that there is NFL bias towards quarterbacks. So they both had insane years. Sadly, you can only give the award to one person. Really, it should have been both of them. But coming down in the NFL in that bias towards the quarterback position, it had to be Justin Herbert. The NFL is extremely biased towards quarterbacks, but one award that I did love to see won was Derrick Henry winning Offensive Player of the Year, 100% deserved. He had an incredible season. I saw a celebration of the year. It was uh, Chase Claypool. 
in week 10, I believe. And then also there was best play of the year, which we'll talk about later. Uh, the Hail Mary, Tyler to D-Hop, which 100% deserved that as well. But now I want to get into, we have a little NFL recap segment where we have a bunch of different questions and answers about the whole NFL season. Let's get started off right away. Ryan, what was the best game of the whole season, including the playoffs? The playoffs were good. You know, they were solid. There was not a game, though, that got me on the edge of my seat going, oh, my God, what's going to happen? No no buzzer-beating field goals, no Hail Marys, no nothing like that. So it was a pretty average playoffs. So I think the best game of the entire season was that Seahawks versus Cardinals overtime game. I touched on that also at a few episodes ago. That game was absolutely incredible. I remember I was watching it in, in bed, um, and I was like, oh, this game will be over soon at like 10 o'clock. You know, it's LAP in Houston. And I was like, oh, this game will be over soon. And I turn off the game at 11.15. Like, it was absolutely insane. The Cardinals winning on that game-winning field goal. And then my honorable mention for uh, best game of the whole season is the Cardinals again versus the Bills in that Hail Mary with um, DeAndre Hopkins. Both of those games. I don't know what it is about the Cardinals, but both of those were just absolutely insane. Um, For mine – I have Dolphins versus Raiders. If you remember why, Fitz Magic down the field, how he got pulled by his face mask. He was looking like straight to his left or his right. I can't remember which side, but he could not see where he is throwing the ball. He's falling backwards, just absolutely chucks it. Perfect pass. And then they score a game-winning field goal when the Raiders thought that the game was over. Awesome. Awesome way to end the game. And then also an honorable mention that I have, is the Browns versus the Steelers in the playoffs. I I liked how it was high scoring. I loved how the Browns blew them out. That's just a personal favorite because I, I love to see the Steelers go down. I I don't know what it is about the Steelers. I just, don't, I just didn't like them this year. And then also, most underrated player this season. Who do you have? No, I want you to start with your little bias ass over there. Go ahead. Darnell Mooney. <laughs> extremely underrated extremely just literally just go and watch his highlight tape especially when he burnt Jalen Ramsey the only problem with Darnell Mooney is he would have a lot better stats but his quarterbacks overthrow him and there is legitimate proof of this he has Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky throwing to him he burnt Jalen Ramsey and Foles overthrew him by five yards you you just can't I you just can't do that Darnell Mooney, if you just go and watch his highlight tape, he's an absolute stud. Okay. Um, I like Darnell Mooney. I don't think he deserves this title of most underrated player this season. I think he's, he's, he's pretty good. But, no, um, it's a single person is talking about Darnell Mooney. Not a single one. That's why he's the most underrated. Nobody's talking about him. Okay. My most underrated player by far is James Robinson. What do you think? Well, you see, here's what Robinson is that everybody discovered that he was underrated towards, I'd say, like week nine, week 10. His name was known. He was underrated to start off the season. And then and then people began to say, oh, shit, this guy's actually pretty good. Dude, this guy went undrafted. Yeah, he went to uh, Illinois State, I think. I believe it was Illinois State. Is it? Oh, wait. Well, he was born in, in Illinois. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's see where he went to school. He went to Rockford Lutheran Academy. What? Wait, I don't know if this is a college. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Illinois State. Illinois State. Boom. Look at that NFL knowledge. Oh, wow. How nice. How nice. But this dude, James Robinson, absolutely balled out this season. How he didn't make the Pro Bowl. I don't know, okay? Because he had over 1,000 yards and seven touchdowns on the worst team in the NFL. So doesn't make much sense to me. It was a huge, a huge snub. Really gave, a team that gave up after the Jets won. They, they, they just gave up on the year because they won Trevor Lawrence. That I'd I, I put him in the Pro Bowl 100%. Yeah, I agree. What about, and, then, and then you have an honorable mention. I too. do have an honorable mention. My honorable mention is Corey Davis – 
of the um, Tennessee Titans, and I'll tell you why. Corey Davis had a silent but yet deadly year. With A.J. Brown beside him, he still put up 984 yards with five touchdowns, and I guarantee you this dude was not talked about enough this year whatsoever. He played a very big role in that Tennessee offense. He is probably a he's, – no, he's definitely a top three wide receiver two in the NFL. He helped stretch the field big time. When he was out of games, you could tell that they lacked that big playability through the air. Obviously, on the ground, they have the big playability with Henry. But through the air, when this guy was out, they struggled a little bit. So, hats off to Corey Davis, even though he's an in-division rival of mine. Um, he played really well this year, and I don't think he got enough recognition. I like that call a lot. Corey Davis, great player. People undermine them way too much. There's not really much to be said, except I feel like we should throw some more credit at Ryan Tannehill as well. People, people toss him under the bus way too much. I agree. Uh, I think Tannehill is con- uh, each year he's actually improving a little bit. So that team continues to get better. I, I think the Titans are are here to stay for a little while longer. They got a young coach from the Texans who I obviously miss and Mike Vrabel, but they they figured it out over there. They got the good passing game when they're healthy, and obviously like the top five running game. So if they could just improve that defense, they're going to be dangerous for for a long time coming. I love the Titans a lot. As you can see, actually, our next category, my your favorite team besides our two favorites, the Bears and the Texans, to watch this year, mine was the Titans. I This team, when they when they were hot, you, you just couldn't look away from them. Like, let's take uh, Titans-Colts, for example. When Derrick Henry had three touchdowns in the first half, insanity just this there's no words to describe how when they were hot how good they were like they have so much potential especially for next season but when they go down man they they just can't come back if they start hot you can't beat them yeah okay um i agree i think the titans were a very fun team to watch this year even coming from a texans fan so, especially Derrick Henry, man, that guy is just un- unreal. But he's a tank. Yeah, he's unbelievable. Um, my favorite team, I'm going to say teams. My, my favorite teams besides uh, my own Texans to watch this year was both the Bills and the Dolphins. Um, the Bills especially because, man, dude, they were fun. The Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs connection is already a top three connection in the NFL. Josh Allen's a young stud, as we talked about a little earlier. Um, I think a few weeks ago, Josh Allen is going to be the MVP of the 2021-2022 season, without a doubt. Yes, sir. The Bills will be in the Super Bowl. This team played in a lot of close games against a lot of good teams and continued to find ways to win. They had a really good game against the Rams. They had a really good game against Seattle. They beat the Ravens in the playoffs. I mean, they, they had to do all these different things, and they were extremely fun to watch because they were both versatile and explosive. The Dolphins, on the other hand, are a little different than the Bills because not – I don't think really everybody expected them to be as good as they were this year. Um, you can say that about the Bills too, but people kind of knew the Bills would be at least decent. Um, the Dolphins are finally on the come up again. The Tua time, I'm, I'm not quite sure if I believe in Tua yet. Got to give him a little more time. But I, I've preached the Dolphins before. Brian Flores has turned the franchise around. They're young, dude. They're healthy. They're talented. Problem is they're in a now – Getting growing, getting better division with Buffalo, especially. So that's really the issue. But in every game they played in this year, also, I remember specifically that Cardinals game against Kyler Murray. That game was super fun to watch. Um, they're just an exciting team to watch. So those are my two teams. I like both of them. Those are definitely in my top five favorite teams to watch as well. But also, I want to know, Ryan, what's your favorite upset game and what's your favorite underdog story team? Um, well, I was looking at yours, and you stole my underdog team, so I won't say it. Cause so, but my favorite upset of the season that everybody forgot about. Actually, I'm going to change this real quick, Connor, because my favorite – well, it's kind of both. My favorite upset of the season was the Washington football team beating the Steelers, the, I believe at the time, like 11-0 Steelers. And everyone was like, yo, what the heck? Remember, that was crazy. And then mm-hmm. the next week, 
everybody's like, oh my god, Pittsburgh just lost. Like, no way they lose to the Bengals, and they put them at like thirteen point favorites, and they lose by ten to the Bengals. And I'm like, what? Then the whole world is like, what? So I saw that game, and I was like, wow, these Steelers are total frauds. That was, I think, that might have been the biggest upset of the year based off betting, besides maybe the game you chose. Um, but my favorite underdog yeah. team who I chose before the season even started, you can ask my friends, I told them the Raiders are going to make the playoffs. Now, they barely missed it, but nobody thought the Raiders were going to be good, except I, I thought they were going to be good. And Derek Carr is proving to be a reliable starting quarterback. And they have Josh Jacobs. And they're still missing that number one wide receiver, but that – the O-line is getting better. Their defense is getting a little bit better. Um, I don't know. But the Raiders, I think, were slept on going into the season heavily, and they almost made the playoffs. So that was my introduction. I like the Raiders, too, even though there are rumors that Derek Carr could be dealed somewhere. But I'm going to talk about my up, upset game, the Jets beating the Rams. I mean, Jets fans must have hated it because they thought that they had Trevor Lawrence – in the bag, but how can you not love to see the Jets go in there and just beat a playoff team? The Jets. They were horrible. Horrible. And they finally did it over the Rams, and then they did it the next week, too, against the Browns. Crazy to see in my underdog team, I'm sorry that I stole from you, but the Washington football team. From the regular season, watching Alex Smith, NFL Comeback Player of the Year, just, just go in there absolutely heroic off of his leg injury. And then to the playoffs, seeing Taylor Heineke almost take down the defend the Super Bowl champs. Just loved watching them all year. Great team. And then that, our next category, we have our favorite plays of the year. You go first. Um, I'm going to be a little – you touched on this like five minutes ago. But I'm not going to call the, the play of the year that won the award because I know you have that. And um, I'm going to say Ryan's Fitz Ma- Ryan Fitzmagic's no-look face mask, Hail Mary, that drew, the, that drew the face mask with the catch, and then they ended up winning the game um, against the Raiders. That play was actually unreal. If you go back and look at that video, how in the world was that pass completed that accurately? That is ridiculous. Game on the line, like 20 seconds left or whatever, on your own, like 25. You, you're getting your, your helmet ripped off your head. You can't see. Just freaking chucks it. And then right in the red basket, man. Unbelievable play by Fitzmagic to um, eliminate the char- – or not the Chargers, excuse me, the Raiders from playoff contention. That play, if that was Patrick Mahomes, that play would like, go down in history books. But it's not, obviously. So – Credit to Fitzmagic there. That is my play of the year. You are very right. If that was Patrick Mahomes throwing that ball, that that would be everywhere. And, I mean, it was everywhere for a day, but it would still be everywhere. The NFL would be posting it today on Twitter. Just like, remember this throw? They, they would be doing that. But mine is the Cardinals Hail Mary versus the Bills. DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, my gosh. We were watching that game. And it was just a nail biter the whole time, just back and forth, back and forth. And we thought the Bills had the game secured. And then the bomb was thrown. Stadium, there were fans there. They lost their minds. Awesome. There's no other way to describe it. Just awesome to watch. And for our last question of the NFL recap, rate the past season out of 10. And why? What did you rate it? I rated it 8 out of 10. And on last week's episode, or was it two weeks ago, I gave Roger Goodell a bunch of credit because it's very hard to look at the season before it happened and say, how in the world is this going to work in a pandemic? Well, he made it work. The whole NFL staff made it work. So hats off to them. But I give it an 8 out of 10. for. I'm losing one point because of the inevitable that there was basically no fans able to attend, you know, besides very, very limited which takes away part of the game. Of course, that's not the NFL's fault, but I'm just saying it takes away part of the game. So that's why I took away one point. That took away another point because some of the games that had COVID cases were poorly handled, like the uh, Broncos game where they had to start a quarterback who had never played in his life from the practice squad. That wasn't even really a quarterback. 
and then, you know, that kind of stuff. So overall, great season, but eight out of 10. I'm going to give it a nine out of 10. And the only reason why I docked a point is for those same reasons was because of no fans, which they can't control. Well, as you said, but still no fans and also those COVID games. But what, what, what makes it a nine and not an eight is just because of how competitive this season was. I don't know what it was about this year. It was just different. It was just like, look at the AFC teams go 10 and six and they don't make the playoffs. I, I just felt like it was just on a different level this year. Loved every second of the action. But that's going to wrap up our NFL recap. And now I want to go over to Stop the BS. If you're new to the podcast, this is our main segment where one person makes a bold statement and the other person says that they agree or they call the BS and they explain why. I'm going to start off with my first one. The Bucks will go to at least the NFC Championship next year or run it back. I will agree with you on this for sure. Because um, who, who the hell is going to stop them? Maybe the Rams. Honestly, I'm starting to buy in a little bit. Just a tad. Maybe the Rams. But other than that, I know you, you got unhappy Rodgers. You got unhappy Wilson, which we have not talked about yet. Have you seen what he's been tweeting? Yeah, that is it, when he's tweeting something, you know something's wrong. You got unhappy Rodgers. You got unhappy Wilson. You got the negative 120 million Saints. I don't know who else is going to be able to compete in the NFC besides maybe the Rams with them. So I can definitely see them making the NFC Championship again. I love the Buccaneers next year. And just for the one reason, number one, it's Tom Brady. And people thought that he was done. He's not done. Almost everybody is returning. And I actually look, they are under the cap limit. With all the weapons that they have on their team, they are still under. They could pick up somebody. The only person who might leave is Chris Godwin, which they could easily draft a wide receiver to replace him. Even though he won't be, you get what I'm saying, he'll replace him. The Bucs are going to be good until Brady's gone. After Brady's gone, I think they're done. But at least for right now, I could totally see the Bucs being your 2021 NFL champions. Yeah, I'm with you. Go with your statement. <laughs> I was ready for you to say go with my statement, man. No, go ahead. <laughs> um, real quick, I have a question for you, though. Do you think the basically no fans had any effect on lesser or worse teams being able to beat the better teams? No. If anything, it made games more suspenseful with there being no, like, basically no noise in the stadium. Right, but, like, the fact that the home team, like, let's say, like, that Jets-Rams game, let's just say, theoretically speaking, it was a full house in at the, uh, in L.A., like, do you think the Jets would still be able to beat the Rams? Well, first off, L.A. teams have no fans, so that wouldn't really matter. But, uh, not really, dude. Honestly, like, sure, it has some impact, but I feel like they still would have won that game because they dominated the Rams okay. that game. Dominated. All right, I'll just, yeah. All right, now, here, I'll say it for you. Now go with your first Thank game. you, Connor. You are just so kind, man. Um, this offseason, going into 2021-2022 season, might just be the best offseason we have ever seen. We have an absolutely stacked draft class. We have stacked free agency with a lot of rumors flying around. If a lot of these rumors happen, it is going to be huge. I thought the last offseason was huge with Phil Rivers going to the Colts, Brady to the Bucks. This could be bigger than that. This news is coming out about Russell Wilson, and he wants to leave Seattle. That is a massive bombshell. Um, what what other free agents do we have? Well, uh, you got the you got the Deshaun Watson rumors. You got the Carson Wentz rumors, which I'll touch on here in a second. Wilson did not request a trade. He's just unhappy right now. He's kind of pissed off. So we'll see what they do there. Um, yeah. 
You got Prescott, who we all think is going to resign. You got a bunch of other big names out there. Darnold, you know, is floating around. So, And then talking about wide receivers, you have Chris Godwin, as I just mentioned, when we were talking about the Bucs. Kenny Robinson. Galladay. Yep, Kenny Galladay. That's the name that I was forgetting. Apparently, there's some rumors that Tyree Kill might get dealed from the Chiefs. Ooh. Because, dude, they're over cap. Well, no shit. That's what happens when you pay your they quarterback might... half a billion bucks. Well, yeah. Apparently, they might deal Tyreek. Mm. Man, that would that would blow Tyreek, man. There's no way that they would give. I mean, I mean, think about it. They're either going to deal Kelsey or Hill, and which you one? Yeah, get rid of Hill over Kelsey. Yeah, no, you have to keep Kelsey. That's gonna that's gonna be weird to see Tyreek Hill on another team. That would be that would be a huge hit to free agency, though. Yeah, I don't see huge. him leaving. I I don't know, but we'll 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 see. And also, speaking of free agency and just the NFL offseason with trading and all that, let's talk about one trade. The Rams are already being overhyped. You think? Yep, one hundred percent. Hang on. I mean, I think they're being overhyped, but they're still going to be good, man. I think that they're going to be a wild card team if Russ stays in Seattle. And I'll tell you why. Their defense is going to digress heavily next year. They are going to be just like the 2018 Bears because this is what happened. They popped off so well. They got a lot of studs on that team. They lost their defensive coordinator in the offseason. All that means is just downhill. Bears had... Bears had the number one defense in 2018, most in turnovers, most in everything, basically. Lost their defensive coordinator, dropped to eighth. Then they dropped to 15th. With all those big names on the roster, they need to be coached well. That coach fit them well. And I I think their defense is going to digress in talking about Matt Stafford. Stafford is good, but people are starting to overrate him a little bit, including the Los Angeles Rams, who deal – Three draft picks for them. I just think that they're overhyped. Okay. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't know who's going to win the um, NFC West because the Cardinals, we all know, are on the come up. They're, they're so close. The Seahawks progressed a little bit this year, and the Rams are kind of right in between both of them. So, and, and the 49ers, man, that division is absolutely insane. Best division in football. If, if these rumors go on and somehow Watson gets dealed to the 49ers, that is a dangerous division. Those are all the wild card spots taken up. That whole division will make Yeah, it that, that division is already the best in football. Do you put Deshaun Watson in that division? Are you kidding me? I'm like, my God. Insanity. Go with your second. Um. Okay. Carson Wentz will not succeed, and I have in all caps here, to the best of his abilities wherever he ha- wherever he gets traded to or wherever he ends up. So you're basically saying he won't get back up Correct. to his like, MVP level. I agree with that, but just one name. Ryan Tannehill. Think about what happened to him in Miami. Played awful in Miami. Everybody's like, what? Tennessee, why are you picking up Ryan Tannehill? He's horrible. He has no potential. Look at what happened. I can totally see if Carson wants to go somewhere smart. If he comes to Chicago, like some of the rumors are saying, he will not succeed here just because our coaching staff sucks. If he goes to the Colts, I can see him playing very well in Indy. Very well. They have a fantastic offensive line, a pretty good defense as well. If they if they bring in T.Y. Hilton for another year or two and he has a weapon there, that's dangerous. I can see him succeeding in the Colts. I think it just really depends what, what team he goes okay. to. Um, that's respectable. I liked how you brought in the Bears because he'd be dog shit there. And I liked how you brought in the Colts because I think really anybody can be good there. So uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. What about uh, my third? I have the Chiefs' revenge tour will be deadly next season. Deadly, deadly next season. Chiefs' revenge tour will be deadly next season. I am going to say bullshit. 
Really? Really? Uh, I'm I. Why? I'm kind of tired of the Chiefs. I think a lot of people are. Um, they 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 played the best they could in the Super Bowl, or no, they didn't. Mahomes played the best he could in the Super Bowl, and Kelsey and Pringle. Pringle was not talked about, by the way. He played really well. Um, but th- there's not much of a revenge tour here. They made the Super Bowl. It's not like the refs absolutely screwed them off. They lost by 22 points, right? They might lose Hill, possibly, if that's even in the air, like you were saying. Mahomes needs foot surgery. Who who knows if he'll come back a thousand percent healthy from that? You know what I mean? So I don't think there's too much of a revenge here against the Buccaneers. There's definitely some beef, but and the NFL should schedule Chiefs Buccaneers next year, right? Or does that happen every year? The first game of the year? No, because think about it. The Chiefs played the Texans. No, no, the Buccaneers will be the first game of the year because they gotta uh, raise the banner, right? But. I don't think they're going to play okay. the Chiefs. Well, I hope the Buccaneers play the Chiefs next year because that's what I, – I, I think this is not a revenge tour. This is a revenge game if they were to play them. But um, I think the Chiefs are going to take a, a slight step back next year, and I think they can make an AFC championship. I do not see them in the Super Bowl next year. So um, I think they're aggressive, Tad. I, I kind of like the Chiefs to run it back all the way. To go to the Super Bowl again. If they're going to win the Super Bowl, I don't know. It depends. I could totally see a Bucks chiefs rematch in the Super Bowl. Mm. Could you really? Dude, I, I honestly could. And I feel like this year was the bad rendition of that game. Next year would be the good one where it's a nail-biter. I could totally see these two going back-to-back. Back, back, to back. If not, throw the Bills in there in the AFC. That would be insane. Like, like I know people are like, oh, my God, the same team's in the Super Bowl again. This one would be a million times better than this Super Bowl. Trust me on that. All right, go with your third Talking statement. about the Super Bowl. Antoine Winfield Jr. just gave us, so far, the best moment, best memory, best picture of 2021. Of course. The peace sign picture, right? Okay, if you don't know what we're talking about, back when the Bucks played the Chiefs in the regular season, Tyreek Hill, I believe it was, gave him the peace sign as he was running for a touchdown. Yep, that's right, because that's what Hill does. He gives the peace sign when he outruns somebody. Yep. And then Winfield Jr. picks off Mahomes during the game, and he gives the peace sign to Tyreek <laughs> Hill. That is just sweet, sweet revenge. And honestly, I love to see it. The only reason why I don't like the Kansas City Chiefs is because the Bears could have had Mahomes. And, of course, I wanted them. And just to spite them, I don't want to see them win. I I had the Bucks going all day, and that was awesome that he did that. Awesome. But also, another part of the Super Bowl I know we're going to talk about in a second. Brady Tyron Matthew. What Dude, happened there? Tyron Matthew, I lost some respect for him. All he was doing was chirping and chirping at Brady. Brady wasn't saying nothing. Brady was just dropping dimes. He was out there to win. And Ty- Tyron, or Tyron Matthew out, out there makes like one tackle and gets in Brady's face like, yo, bro, I'm the shit. Like, come at me. And Brady's just like, dude, first off, scoreboard. Second off, I'm about to come run this shit down your throat. And all he did was destroy him all night long. Then Matthew goes to the media and is all like, yeah, you know, Brady said some mean stuff to me. Then he deleted that tweet not knowing that they had Brady mic'd up during that conversation. And it was revealed that Brady didn't even say anything that bad to him. So now Matthew is both a baby, a weenie, and a loser. So I think Brady put him in his place, man. Yeah. Tommy boy, he did what he had to do. He went in there. He was literally targeting Matthew the whole game. He was just throwing dimes right on him. Right on his head. He dropped him off like a little kid at the playground. Oh, my gosh. Tommy boy, shut him up. You love to see it. And the whole thing about how Brady said something that wouldn't go well with the media, shut up, dude. No, he didn't. Like, as you literally said, Brady was mic'd up for the conversation, so it didn't happen. But, all right, now I want to bring it to our next segment, Real Deal. If you don't know what Real Deal is, we have a question. And we basically both give our answers to it. 
So let's start off with the first real deal. Ryan, what was your um, favorite part about this? First off, great description of real deal, man. You really went in depth there. That was beautiful. <laughs> really? <laughs> it was gorgeous. <laughs> go ahead. Um, Just go. My favorite part about the Super Bowl, besides the Winfield piece on the Terry Kill, was the halftime show, baby. Let's go. A lot of people I know, disagree with I don't you. know why. A lot of people didn't like it. And, I mean, I I wasn't the biggest fan of it because I'm not a big weekend fan. But it's like the whole part, the one part that I really did watch because, you know, I was, I was with my friends. I was talking with them and such. But the one part that I did watch is when he was in, like, the mirror maze. And I had to look away because that was so. Oh my god, that so was like dizzy. one of the best parts. And then, and then there was like a bunch of people in red suits and masks on the field. Like, what was? I going guess. On? I it guess if like you minions. don't know the weekend and kind of like what he's about, it kind of gets lost in the picture. You kind of, you kind of confused. But if if you're like a weekend fan and you follow him, like wow. it was, it was beautiful. It, it all came to fruition. Like it just it, it made sense. Like in his previous mini- music videos, he's had those people dressed up like that, and then he got that fake surgery to make a statement, basically about not winning winning an award. Oh, what's the what's the music award? Not an Oscar, but a Grammy. A Grammy. He he had he has the most listens on Spotify in the world right now. By the way, over sixty million monthly. Um, and he did not win a Grammy, which is actually unreal because he had the most listened to song of 2020 in blinding lights. So he felt snubbed. He kind of made a statement. And then I think he did a great job. First off, I love the weekend. So I'm going to be a little biased, but with all the restrictions he had him putting his own 7 million bucks into all the fireworks and everything else. I think they did a really good job, you know, during, during this pandemic. So theoretically, I don't know if this was part of the plan, but all the people, all of his extras were masked up, right? With in costume. So I think that was really creative. But I think him moving around and starting at the top of the stadium and then kind of moving down to on the field was cool. Um, he gave us some good memes. He played all of his big songs. So shout out to my boys. I think they did better than what the media media is saying they did. Talking about going back on what you said about the Grammys, just a quick note. The Grammys are a horrible organization, and the Grammys just should be stopped. They never get the award right. They always snub people, and it's just super biased. It's horrible. I hate the Grammys. Hate them. But my favorite part about the Super Bowl, well, kind of like since we're talking about like the fun aspect, like the halftime show, there was a commercial, Paramount, when – they were on top of the Paramount Mountain, right? It was a bunch of them. And then the dude clicks a button, and then SpongeBob comes out and sings Sweet Victory. It finally happened, the full song. It, like, I remember when they did it the last time, and it got cut off by sicko mode. God, that sounds like such an old meme, dude. Oh, my gosh, sicko mode. But when it got cut off by Travis Scott in the stadium and everybody was pissed off, they finally got Sweet victory. Yeah, I saw Bowl. that. That was a really good um, commercial. I like that one. Um, what was the there weren't commercial? too many good ones, man. Each year they get worse. I don't God, very Maybe maybe when I'm older, I'll yeah. create some Super Bowl commercials or something. Because we need some better ones. But my favorite one was definitely the Drake from State Farm. Yeah, I like Drake from State Farm. I thought, Dude, that one was whack. One like was the 3D weird. one. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was like it was weird. Yeah, I didn't like that one. My, I thought that throughout the Super Bowl, Paramount did the best job. They had like four. Hold on, did you like the milk one? Dude, the guy was sitting was in a in a cornfield playing the piano, saying like just saying milk. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh my god, you I didn't see I the milk commercial? One. Oh my god, hold up, I'm googling no. it. Everybody. I'm about to put this link in Connor's and I's chat so he can go and watch it real quick. Okay, we're gonna get we're gonna get we're gonna get re- your reaction to it right. Okay, right now. Okay, here it comes. Here's the link I'm putting at the bottom of our page. Go under our um, 
future episode stories. There's the link. You gonna click on it? Okay, go look at it. Okay, here we go. Oatly Super Bowl ad was dubbed as one of the worst, yet people are still talking about it. Hold on, hold on. Let me start from the beginning. All right, this is literally live. He's forcing me to watch a Super Bowl commercial. It's the milk one, right? Him in the screen. piano. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what to say. It, it's just him sitting there just playing. I know. Just talking about milk. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. Okay. If you're listening to this right now, pause the show because you got to come back after and hear the rest of the, the rest of the show. Pause it. Go and go and look up Oatly Super Bowl commercial if you didn't see it. That was pretty Oatly good. Milk like it's just so Super random. Bowl commercial. You will not be, you will not be disappointed. You know they sold that out of those funny. shirts that he was wearing. Okay. After that commercial, yep. Really. Or at least that's what my brother told me. That was Jack. cool. God. Uh, Jacko. All right, that that was fun. Now another question. Talking about the Super Bowl once again, will this game affect Mahomes' legacy? I forever? think this game kind of could hurt Mahomes' legacy moving forward. Um, even though he played to the best of his abilities, I think people are going to look back on this game and kind of be like, let's say, let's say ten years from now, he's the same player that he is, and he is absolutely insane still you know, destroying the league. I think people are going to look back on this game and kind of be like, whoa, hold on a second, right? Like, can we really put this guy up there with all these absolute legends with Breeze and Brady and Rodgers and all that? Um, I still think he'll be up there, but I think this will slightly affect his legacy. Because here's the thing, right? Because as we can all see by Patrick Mahomes' play, there could be a debate for him to be the GOAT in maybe 10 to 15 years. The greatest of all time. There could be a debate. Maybe. Who knows, right? Let's say it does get to that stage. I already know it's going to be the whole argument. He didn't beat Brady. That's all people are going to say is that he never beat Tom Brady. I think that this was a huge stain on his legacy because, as we said before, there were two storylines going into the Super Bowl. Will Tom Brady solidify, even though he already was, will he solidify being the GOAT or will it be the start of Patrick Mahomes' true legacy to become the GOAT? Um, what do you think about that? I, I think I kind of agree. I think the whole thing would be he didn't beat Brady. But based off what you said earlier, if it is a rematch next year, Chiefs Bucks, and he beats them, what does that what does that say? God, that's so hard, dude. That's so hard because then it's gonna be like Brady fans saying, "Oh wait, but he was old. He got older, and he was about to retire." This one, Mahomes was in his prime. Look at the year before. It's just going to spark a bunch of debates, just like LeBron and Jordan, even though they didn't get to play each other. It's going to spark so many debates in the future. I can already tell that Mahomes is here to stay for a long time, and I feel like he's going to be in that conversation with with Tom Brady, uh, Peyton Manning, for the greatest of all time. And now we have one more in here. Now give me your favorite draft pick, not um. named – Trevor this Lawrence. is I really like this question. When I wrote this down, I really like this question. Um, I feel like a lot of people are sleeping on Justin Fields. He's not my favorite, but he's being slept on. Um, we touched on this guy again. I keep saying this, but we touched on this guy a few a few weeks ago. Um, stop writing on the God. Um, <laughs> um, my favorite draft pick, not named Trevor Lawrence, is Penn Sewell. That O lineman will be probably, 
it probably is the greatest O-line prospect of all time. Um, let me pull up this guy's stats real quick, please. Give me one sec, uh, listeners out there. Ryan, you're so unprepared. I know, I know. Okay, so this guy is 20 years old. Connor, I want you to guess his height and guess his weight. What is wrong with you? Can you actually give me a guess? You're such a, oh, my God. Six ten. <laughs> 280. How are you going to give an O-lineman 6'10 and call him 280? He is 6'6", 331. Oh, my God. Oh, my dude. God. This guy is nuts. He is huge. Oh, I mean, he's he's massive. You Massive. He is a brick wall. Man is a brick wall. I like your call for him being your favorite draft pick. Mine, on the other hand, Daddy Jones. What? Daddy Mac Jones. I'm, well, I don't that, know why. That's I your reason. Him. Your favorite draft pick besides Trevor Lawrence is Mac Jones. What, that you, is terrible. No, no because he's protecting <laughs> the dad bods out there. He's a big guy for a quarterback. He's he's a little bit of a bigger guy. That's what I like about him, and he just absolutely balls out. I mean, you watch the national championship. Here's the thing: I don't think he's going to play that well in the NFL. I mean, I like him. I like him. I wish I could say Trevor Lawrence because that is so my. You're telling me you like Mac Jones as a person? Oh, 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 oh Zach God. Wilson. Oh my, my God. What is that, you? What is up with you right now in pretty white boy quarterbacks? Be a Zach Wilson if he puts on his head, if he wears his headband like in that one picture that everybody uses to Photoshop them on their team on on uh, on different NFL teams. Oh he looks God, like Jim McMahon. So you don't you don't like these guys from a prospect standpoint. You like them as a person. No, you have to understand. What is that wrong I with you? Watch college football. I barely watch because what? I don't know who that, to root for. That yet. doesn't mean anything. You can still watch college football. And eh, no, I barely watch it anyways. I like the oh, NFL million times. Oh, did I tell you I got into UT? Yeah. Nice. Ryan go- <laughs> hey, I have not committed go. there yet. I have not or not committed. Right, I haven't now. declared that I'm going there yet, but it's where I'm winning. Okay. And now for attack mode to end off the show. NFL jerking Mahomes off, bro. I went right into this one. This is like my third attack mode like in a row, but this one is worthy. Can they I get he's the fr- he, he's the the face of the NFL once Brady leaves. He's not the face of the NFL yet. Still Brady, okay? So do not tell me he's the face of the NFL, Mahomes. Brady's definitely still the leader. Until he retires. But I am tired of just the NFL posting every freaking thing this guy does on Instagram. Whatever. Twitter. Whatever you want to call it. I was on Instagram the other day. This is is what made me think of this. I was on Instagram the other day. Okay. And I see see the NFL posts. I'm like, okay. So let me scroll up because I'm going to find this real quick. I'm like, okay. Like, oh, uh, Patrick Mahomes is posting. What's new? And then I see the caption. And the caption reads this, posted by the NFL, a picture of just Mahomes. Thank you, at Patrick Mahomes and the at Chiefs for another incredible season. That's it. What do you, what do you make of that? Here's the thing. I've never said, I've never ever. seen that. Not even like last year to the 49ers. Ever. Who the, who the hell thanks who? another player on the NFL's Instagram page? I've never seen them do that. They, it, it's, it, like I know, like everybody used to say, oh, oh, they dick ride Brady all the time, but Brady, like, it's not even close now. Like Patrick Mahomes is, this is leaps above what they did to him, what they did to Brady. They never did that for Tom. They wouldn't say thank you to a player. They would say thank you to the Patriots for a good season, exactly. or just not say anything well, at all. Let me let me read you. Hold up, sorry to like, cut you off, but. Let me read you some of the comments. Leading comment with over 11,000 likes. 
Why didn't the Niners get a post like this last year? Next one, 9,000. Why can't you thank any other team besides the Chiefs? The next one, just ask him out already. Uh, a few ones down. Why the why TF are you thanking them? A few more down. Crimea River Chiefs fans, a few more down. Damn, you're sucking the hell out of them. A few more down. Still find a way to suck him off. <laughs> sure. Now, hang on. Can I bring up something real quick? As a Bears fan, saying this pains me. Aaron Rodgers won the MVP this year, and they have gassed up Mahomes a million times yeah. more than him. I I never see them post about Aaron Rodgers, ever. Maybe once, like, every month. But this man won the MVP, and you're posting about Patrick Mahomes instead. Sure, he was a runner-up for the MVP, but still. That, that's ridiculous. I feel bad for Rodgers, honestly. He's getting, like, no credit at all from the NFL. I'm done. And you know yeah. what? Are you, are you basically done with your rant? Okay. Now, here's mine. It's basically along the same topic, but this expands to most sports. ESPN sucks. ESPN is a terrible news network. It, I, let's just start off with, first off, they gas up Mahomes as much as NFL does. Looking at the NBA, they gas up LaMelo Ball way too much. It used to be Zion, now it's LaMelo. They also, they also love, love to talk about LeBron, too, which just pisses me off. But bringing it back towards the NFL, day after the Super Bowl, ESPN, you know, they are the most reliable network in sports. They're the number one sports network of all time. You would expect, all right, they're going to have some pretty good way too early uh, NFL season predictions. Number one, the Super, you would think number one, the Super Bowl winner, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, no, number one is the Super Bowl losers, the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, number two should be the Bucks. Number two, the Green Bay Packers. All right, number three at least, right? They got to be in the top three. Number three, the Buffalo Bills. How do you put the team that just won the Super Bowl? Like, it's pretty common sense that the Bucks are going to be a top three team next year. It is I, I bet that a third grader can figure that out. How are you not going to rank the Super Bowl winner in the top three? That, that yeah, no, I'm with pissed you. Me off. ESPN has been pissing me off lately, too. They, I, I just don't know what it is. It's just, it's not. When we were growing up in the 2000s then, I remember before school, while I was eating breakfast, I'd sit down and watch SportsCenter because it was good. Now, Horrible. I, I just don't waste my time with ESPN. I'd rather get my news about sports from the weekly episode of Stop the BS <laughs> Me too. every Wednesday. Oh, oh my God. Man, we what? hit double this digits. This is 10th episode, Ryan. We Yay, 10 episodes. And to celebrate next week, we have a very special guest from TikTok. Fan of the Minnesota Vikings, Delusional Devin, will be joining us. On, on the, the pod, pod next week. Beautiful. You like that on the pod? On the pod, yeah. All right, well, thank you guys so much for listening for our first off-season episode. Make sure to tune in, as I said before, next Wednesday night at 7 p.m. when Delusional Devin comes on Stop the BS. You don't want to miss it. We got a lot planned for this off-season. Don't be going anywhere. Follow my TikTok at the Real Burns 3 Follow the Stop the BS TikTok as well at StopThe.BS. Mm. And have a great night, everybody. Mm. And as always, bear down. Peace.